Hey, good morning. My name is Pastor Larry, and welcome to GC365. Uh, it's October 8th, Friday. Happy Friday to you. Uh, day 281 of our reading. And I am here with a special guest all the way from the Philippines, Jordan Harburg. Will you welcome him with me? Hi there, Larry. Good to see you and excited to be here today. It's amazing we have the ability to do this now where we can talk across the world. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, every every Wednesday we look, I look forward to chatting with you in the morning and I know it's afternoon for you. But right. Yeah, it's been awesome. Stay connected like this. So how is Shira and Zion doing? We're all doing really good. I think we're about a little over six months in to living here and it's starting to feel like home, feels good, uh, making all the adjustments. So. Talk a little bit about the ministry you guys have kind of begun to do there in the Philippines. Yeah, so the biggest and most the fun most fun thing for me that we do is reaching our neighbors. Um, every Wednesday we do a kids ministry, and we've gotten like twelve to seventeen kids, and um, we're just sharing Jesus with them, playing games, doing Bible stories. It's amazing to see how receptive they are. And then another thing we've been doing is. Um, reaching young adults. And right now, just like the U.S. with COVID, uh, there's a lot of young adults not able to go to college and just at home. So a perfect opportunity for us to start sharing Jesus with them as well. Now, you guys are planning to make a trip back to the U.S. here in maybe the near near months, I would assume. Yeah, we do have to take care of some, some paperwork. And so we do plan on making a short trip to the U.S. and then um, back to the Philippines again, but just asking God when the right time to come is and trying to figure out all the details. So. Well, we look forward to you guys being back with us again and to give report of how things are doing and, and God is blessing you guys. Hey, let's get into our reading today. Um, yeah, let's do we're, it. We're reading in Jeremiah. <clears throat> and so it's pretty amazing that you can actually continue your reading, even though you're all the way on the other side of the world from us. But uh, so uh, starts off, Jeremiah 10 says, hear the word that the Lord speaks to you. So Jeremiah is beginning to prophesy to this, you know, this group of people. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what kind of what's your thought is how, how it begins there? Yeah, I mean, so I think over and over again, you see that it start in a way that where hear the word of the Lord, I mean, the way Jeremiah introduces a lot of his chapters is that way. Right. And so right away, he's talking about the other nation or Israel um, worshiping false gods. And we talked a little bit about this and how here in the Philippines, culture is very different. And in, the, in any kind of grocery store, department store, there's always a section where you can buy your the different saints and they're all made with cheap plastic and fake gold but they're actually really expensive and reading through chapter 10 i i thought oh this is actually really similar to what we see here right yeah and at the very beginning it says uh, you know don't listen to those who try to predict the future i thought that was kind of mm -hmm. interesting so there are people trying to predict the future and he says don't listen to them because their ways are foolish and futile um, but then it gets into the idols where it says you guys cut down trees and you carve these elaborate 
you know, images. Um, mm -hmm. And then he goes on to describe them. It says they can't speak. They need to be carried because they can't walk. They're like helpless scarecrows in fields of cucumbers. I mean, he's just kind of kind of putting these folks down for mm. their worship of the idols. And there's one one line that it jumps out at me. It says, uh, people who worship idols are stupid and foolish. What do you think he's trying to say there? I think that's pretty, pretty blatant. Yeah. Yeah. I love how he brings it back around the where he says that we serve a living God. Yeah. Um, he, he makes a very good point of saying that God, the God that we serve is alive. Right. The Lord is the only true God. Yep. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> then he goes on, he does some warnings, I think, in the in this chapter. He says, uh, I will fling you out, pour great trouble on you. My wound is great. My sickness is incurable. My home is gone. My children are gone. My shepherds have lost their sense. Flocks are scattered. No longer seek wisdom. You guys have failed. Completely. And then uh, at the end of the chapter, Jer uh, Jeremiah prays and he, he's praying for himself. And he says, God, correct my ways, but mm. don't correct me in anger because otherwise I'll die. And then it says, be gentle with me. So I thought that was kind of an interesting way to end that. Yeah, no, for sure. Then he gets into chapter 11. Again, the Lord gives another message. Uh, says, remind the people of Judah and Jerusalem of the covenant which we made, that God made with them when I brought them out of Egypt. Um, if you obey me and do whatever I command. <clears throat> uh, but obviously the people are not, uh, are not following things. Um, and he says, you know, I, I promised you the land of milk and honey. Uh, remember the covenant, covenant, but they're stubborn. They're not following Jesus or mm -hmm. following God. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anything jump out in that chapter? Uh, the very last part, there's a, there's a sentence that jumped out to me when I was studying it. Um, I, sometimes I read with the commentary. And, uh, in verse 21, it talks about the men of An Ananoth, I hope I said that right, who want to kill Jeremiah. And um, the commentary was saying those men are Jeremiah's, they're from Jeremiah's hometown. Right. So, I mean, just the people you grew up with or, you know, in, in the neighborhood wanting to kill you seems pretty intense. Yeah, one of the one of the lines there was, we will kill you if you don't stop prophesying in the Lord's name. Yeah, it's like, crazy. We don't want to hear from God anymore. <laughs> yeah. Then our uh, New Testament chapter this week is, uh, or this today is, it's Colossians 3 chapters 18 through, or verses 18 through 25. What jumped out at you at the beginning of that? All about, let me just pull it up real quick. It's all about um, marriage, that last 18 through 25. And I know that can be a tough, the very first part about wives submitting to their husbands. Yeah. That can be a tough, uh, in today's culture, it's, most people want to say that we're equals, right? And so submission doesn't always seem like equality. Right. And I think it starts off with marriage, but I would even say it, this, this little front part of the scripture is really about interaction with family because it talks about mm. respect, you know, uh, you know, wives submit to your husbands, 
But then it also goes on to say, husbands, love your wives. Then it goes, children, obey your parents. Mm -hmm. Fathers, don't aggravate your children because they could become discouraged. And you know what? I, I like to tease my kids once in a while, but sometimes I, I got to be careful that I don't tease too much, you know, that I yeah, right, cause them to, to stumble a little bit. But, uh, but then it gets into the whole slaves thing. Slaves, obey your masters and try to please them even if they're not watching you, which mm -hmm. I thought was interesting, um, which really is, is good information for all of us that we, even though people aren't watching us, we should be doing our best in whatever we do. Um, and then work willingly to please the Lord. So he's talking yeah. about the servants. And I think even though he's talking about the servants there, that work as if you're serving the Lord, work right. for God, that goes in, I mean, it still applies to the rest of the family as well. I sure. mean, I, with how I interact with my wife and my child, like I'm serving the Lord. And so I always seek him first, or <laughs> should say I try. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Then at the end of that, he says, do this and you will reap an inheritance. Do what is wrong and you'll be paid back. So I think it's encouraging us to uh, do the right thing. Colossians Absolutely. 4 is the next chapter we uh, get into. Um, starts with a prayer of encouragement. He's uh, encouraging uh, this group here that uh, at the Colossae, at the church there, where he says, uh, uh, you know, devote yourselves to prayer. And then he says, pray for us too and live wisely among the non-believers. Mm -hmm. So I'd imagine to, so that they don't drag you down or, or drag you into whatever it is that they're worshiping, those kinds of thoughts. Then it goes into some final instructions and some, some greetings to the different believers there that are with them. Mm -hmm. So Paul has sent some believers there to encourage them. And uh, then he says, there are others with me in prison who send their greetings. And yeah. So it's kind of an interesting. No, it's easy to forget that he's in prison as you're reading it. And then he ends with that last, remember my chains. Right. And then, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is Paul. This is him, him writing from a very different yep. perspective. How yep. Paul says, remember my chains. May God's grace be with you is the way he ends that. Yep. Yeah. That's a powerful way to end it after all that encouragement. And then right. you hear that he's in prison. So it's. Then we're into the Psalms. The Psalms for the day is 78 verses 56 through 72. Mm -hmm. um, what I, what I found, found was interesting is the reading of the Psalms almost took me back to the Jeremiah reading because it's very similar um, in the, uh, you know, the, this group keeps rebelling and they anger God by building shrines to other gods. Did you notice that same thing? Yeah. Um... Not, I didn't have a specific verse that I highlighted or anything, but I can definitely see connections to that. Um, right. And he says in there that God abandoned these guys, <clears throat> allowed the Ark of the Covenant to be captured. Um, it said uh, young men killed by, by fire, women died before singing their wedding songs. Priests were slaughtered. Joseph's descendants were rejected. Mm -hmm. um, and then David... David is then chosen to lead them because he had skillful hands, it said. So yeah, that's an interesting reason to choose someone. But. Right, right. Well, then lastly is our Proverbs. Why don't you share the proverb for the day and let's talk. Yeah, let me just. That. So we have Proverbs 24. 
24, 28 through 29. And it says, don't testify against your neighbors without cause. Don't lie about them. And don't say, now I can pay them back for what they have done to me. I will get even with them. And yeah, as, it was, as I was reading that, um, it's so natural to want to get even with people and seek justice for any kind of wrong that's done. Um, but there is comfort in knowing that we don't have to have that on our hands. We can let God be the justice seeker and he'll do a better job than we could ever do anyway. Right. Right. Uh, so yeah, there is a little bit of comfort there knowing that that's not our responsibility. That's good. Very good. Well, Jordan, this has been a pleasure to visit with you about our reading right now. Yeah. It's so cool that we were able to, to do this with, yeah. And obviously being so everybody misses apart. you around here. You've got some great oh. supporters here that uh, want to see you guys be successful in reaching people in the Philippines. So thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. And thanks uh, for everyone that helped support us. And we really hope we can see you guys all soon. Well, thanks everyone for watching GC365. Have a great day.